0: I just think he's full of SH one T at times. It's like you know, it's quoting Kipling to players it doesn't work Rudyard Kipling. It's probably Mr. Kipling would have been better. OTV AM Live weekday mornings from seven thirty on the OTB Sports app.
1: Time for episode five of Have You Seen Joseph Conroys with us. Joseph, good morning to <laughs> you.
0: Morning guys. How are you getting on?
1: Very good, very good. What have you got for us this week?
0: Uh, this week we have Where Dreams Go to Die, Guy Robbins and the Barclay Marathons. Uh, in the grand tradition of the Have You Seen slot, the first thing I asked you guys earlier in this week was, have you seen this? I uh, know neither of you have. Then the follow-up question was, have you heard of the Barclay Marathons? And neither of you were, had come across it before. So I might just run you through the setup of the race before we get into the details of this documentary. Um, it's a kind of, this is sort of on the team. I saw you, Jer, on Twitter the other day saying that you are kind of, had taken to kind of mentally preparing yourself for a tie by kind of having a few glasses of wine and going on TikTok, looking at some fitness and some <laughs> clean eating videos.
1: <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> that is this my is kind life of an now. Extent- yeah.
0: This is kind of an extension of that. So if you want to just flatline, uh, this one, this one's for you. Um, so this race, the Barkley Martins. this is Barkley in Tennessee, not kind of nice, friendly, Berkeley, California. And the race originally came about in the 80s because there's this high security jail in this kind of remote mountain location. And Earl's Earl, sorry, James Earl Ray, who was the man convicted for assassinating Martin Luther King, was in this jail. And he's just, he just uh, staged this dramatic jailbreak. So there's this massive manhunt, biggest manhunt to date in Tennessee history. They end up finding him 55 hours later, eight miles from the compound. So you've got this eccentric runner, Gary Robbins, who kind of runs all these sort of crazy trails around Tennessee. He hears this news and he goes, that's a bit mad, 55 hours and only eight miles. I bet you we could run 100 miles in uh, in 50 hours up there. So that's the original genesis of the race. He sets this crazy challenge. He's this kind of eccentric puppet master um, at the middle of all this. He was setting the course, the course changes slightly every year. It's kind of based on, this kind of orientation involves here as well. So it's five loops of a 20 mile course set by him that you need to complete in 60 hours. So 100 miles, 60 hours. That's the official length of the course. The actual course is estimated to be close to 130 miles. And along the way, there's no aid stations. You've got a field of only 35 to 40. And there's also, the course is kind of given to you orienteering style in kind of a slightly idiosyncratic description of where you're meant to be going. And then as you're going around here, five laps, 20 miles in the wilderness, going through brambles, uh, covering elevation, that's two times the height of Mount Everest. The checkpoints are books and your race number. So say if you're Jar Jaguar number 16, at each checkpoint, you need to take the, the book placed there, rip out page 16, Put it in your little pouch and keep shuffling on. So that's the setup here. Um pique your interests? Yes, no?
2: Yeah. Absolutely. Like the documentary does. It sounds bizarre.
0: <laughs> yeah. And just to kind of put it in context, since nineteen eighty six they've had fifteen finishers of the hundred mile challenge. So,
1: <laughs> so no one finishes. This, these
0: are basically Mo- most and,
1: years nobody wins.
0: Yeah, I think like the finish race is something like zero point two, and right. if the finish because the course changes slightly every year, if there's kind of an aberration and three or four people finish, the next year you get a backlash from that and you get kind of five percent more difficulty added to the course. But um, it's really interesting. Um, just and then so that's kind of your setup, uh, just for this kind of specific documentary called Where Dreams Go to Die, Guy Robbins and the Barkley Marathons. It's this guy, Gary Robbins, who's an elite, elite ultra runner, as all these guys are, taking on the challenge. So um, it kind of follows his journey trying to conquer the course, um, which kind of, it's, I, not to over-egg it, but I describe it as a bit of a mix between Moby Dick and Apocalypse Now. So we have a little bit of audio um, of Gary here that we might just play, and then I'll talk you through the actual documentary.
1: I tried to get back at things pretty quickly. I had nothing. I had an inability to sustain stress levels. I, I couldn't train. I couldn't physically do anything. I couldn't go up steep terrain without getting lightheaded, without having to sit down. I was kind of a shell of myself for for six months. Um, just wiped my calendar, wasn't running, wasn't training, was just trying to stay on top of work.
0: As soon as he said it, I was like, okay, we'll go, no problem. And it was never an issue. I knew that he needed to get it done. I know that he needs to get it done and I'm going to support him in that as many years as it takes.
1: It's Thursday, March 9th. It's interesting. This morning, Linda said to read before I left that daddy was going to war today. Could not be more accurate. Every single day is just a battle. It's a war between my ears to get out here and do the same thing over and over again people are mad aren't they like people are mad demonstrably objectively just a bit crazy
0: and this captures that really well because if we watch kind of sports to try and find these kind of moments of sort of like elevated drama or like raw human endeavor this is what you're getting here in spades but the format of it's really interesting cause we've kind of gone through the fact this is a bit of a um kind of quirky setup in general so Media, Any kind of media, any type of support team, any type of kind of spectators, as much as you can have spectators, are only allowed in the camp compound where the race starts, where the loops end, where racers pass through. So you're only allowed there at one kind of viewing spot. There's kind of one elevated spot you can go to where kind of it's like if you go to watch a cross-country race and see the people pass by you once. That's basically all you're getting here. And you're also getting an average of people being out in the field for like, best case scenario, a loop is eight to nine hours. So, the format is you heard a bit of uh, Linda, his wife, there. It's Linda, their small kid, and a few kind of team members who are sort of supporting him at base camp. You've got Gary going out into the wilderness and um, coming back with like, coming back each loop, every runner with like the color drained from their face, probably literally like they say, kind of shock and, um, Yes, it's basically shock and sort of just the physical shock. Your body's taking. the mental shock. There's also the mental challenge of even that whole thing of collecting the books. You have people going out, uh, getting disorientated, not being able to find the books. Uh, I think the record is one, one person being out for 33 hours on one loop <laughs> and having covered actually four miles of the race. All
1: right, to so, explain the original origins of the story, you get a bit lost up there. Are there bears in the mountains?
0: Uh, they or never wildcats? mention any bears. There's a lot of thistles, and like every like every single person who comes back after a lap is coming back with their calves and their legs just shredded to pieces. That's kind of part of the challenge here. It's all rough terrain. It's all off road. There's a lot of th- ascents and descents as well. So you get people coming back as well with like bloodied heads. Um, there's a ro- There's a road called Quitters Road, which is ki- or Quitters Yeah Quitters Road, which is kind of like the trail. It's like the sort of North Star Trail if you find yourself in trouble. But um it's, it's, it's just crazy and it starts off quite kind of okay here's all these people out in the woods running around you've kind of got limited access but just that's what you can see because you're kind of confined to base camp but it's just this amazing drama and like Linda's wife who's an ultra runner in her own right he's kind of done races up to 120 miles but like more conventional racing you can kind of see the toll taking on her as this goes on as well and we kind of heard that clip there which was in between races the bit like, where she realizes she's married a madman
1: that that takes its toll, does it?
0: Like, it does, yeah. Can I ask, but, um,
2: Joe? Like, is there is there a commonality here in terms of why these people are doing it? Because there are other options in terms of proving your physical prowess and you know that you're better than the rest of us. That will be easier than this. But, but why why are they all going for this?
0: The concept of it is that it's meant to be. His whole concept of it is trying to test the limits of human endeavor and endurance. Uh, the founder of the race so that's kind of that seems to be it it just it seems to be literally this kind of Moby Dick kind of pursued element of it but um it's interesting as well because the uh, field is limited to 35 or 40 there's quite a convoluted you need to kind of find out how to enter which apparently is quite a kind of quite a um quite hard information to attain Then once you've done that Part of the process is writing a letter to Gary, the race founder, stating your case for why you want to race. But then you have these kind of weird quirks over the years, like um, a bunch of kind of Russian uh, runners will show up one year, or will be like everyone kind of have. They're, they're just kind of these slightly like there's no way to there's no way to put it like you have to be kind of crazy to do it, and that's captured really well here. And like the comparison to something like Apocalypse Now is kind of it all starts off quite kind of sanitized and civilized and then it ju- it's just this descent into madness and then also you've got that kind of aspect of in between races like you had that in that clip Gary talking about kind of not being able to sort of physically really take on any physical this is a like ultra ultra runner not able to take on any physical chance for six months after it's like kind of reminds me of sort of, you hear it out about boxing matches. It's like, oh, they both left a bit of themselves in that ring that night or kind of talk about fights and people never be the same again. Yeah. You're kind of tapping into that nerve. But um, just on this, yeah, this just insane scale. And not to give any spoilers, I'd highly recommend not watching the trailer for this before watching it. Also, just...
2: It's a good tip for life in general. It is actually, yeah.
0: 100%, especially here. And just kind of on a quick bit of housekeeping, this is 100% free on YouTube. Um, there are a few other Barclay Martin's documentaries but like there's there's a bigger one called the race that eats its young which was on Netflix um, but that kind of gets a bit more caught up in kind of the quirkiness of the event and kind of the characters where this tells that side of the story really well then just gives you this kind of incredibly raw like hands off and there the documentarian is a friend of his so it's a, it's a very at ease very like just a very raw okay look at so this you're recommending extraordinary it. challenge 100% and just the last thing is the running time is 75 minutes so
1: yeah that, that's, that's just on the outer nice, fringe of what I can do these days
0: exactly it's it's a nice sweetener but yeah highly highly recommend it and it's on Netflix it's not on Netflix it's on YouTube
1: it's on YouTube okay
0: yeah so I think it had a limited um, limited kind of was well, screened here and there it's very much kind of an independent film a uh, Eaton Newbury is the documentarian. He has a YouTube channel called The Ginger Runner, which is also a very good running channel in general. But um, yeah, that's up on YouTube. No messing. And in my opinion, crazy story in general on the race crazy story from Gary and incredibly well told in this really succinct and well put together documentary.
1: It's called Where Dreams Go to Die and you can get it on YouTube very quickly. Um, you pointed this out and I kind of hadn't really even noticed it but sport is coming to an end for like a little period of time uh, in terms of the all day, every day, every single night of the week, something mad on. It's going to be confined to GA at weekends for at least three weeks.
0: <laughs> yeah. The, the URC have kind of found a nice bit of real estate for the next month where We're all going to be engrossed in um, them playing off after the Champions Cup final. But um, apart from that, the key real estate you're getting back here is your midweek. So it's not going to be your Spurs versus Watford on a Wednesday night. You might be just interested enough to sit down and watch it and kind of be bypassing other things you could be doing with your life. Um, There's also kind of a bit of a nice kind of correlation here where we have the football and everything taking a bit of a breath. And also we have a lot of projects that were delayed because of COVID coming on stream now. So you've got your Rosearks back better call Saul. Um, and then, yeah, it's interesting. I was actually catching up on better call Saul. I hadn't realized they were doing the, the mid season break thing. And, um, I'm not sure if you've ch- talked this before. Where do we stand on week we're, to week? We're a sp- spoiler-free zone here, by the way,
1: just to, to let everybody know, because I, I, I muted all the words associated with Ozark while I was catching up with it on Twitter. It's the only way to... Like, I did the same with Dairy Girls because after the Liam Neeson thing, I was like, oh, for fuck's that, what's the point? <laughs> what? So you just have to...
2: It's the only way if you're using social media, you've got to mute all the words associated with the show. Yeah, it's a good, good kind of, like, a gateway joke to just getting off social media in general, actually, just yeah. by watching, like, the first episode of any TV show. Um, it, feel, it feels like we're back in, like, 2020 again, like, Better Call Saul, Ozark, like, a new Sally Rooney adaptation as well. It's like, we're just doing this all over again. This is early pandemic stuff where football has stopped and uh, actually being able to watch stuff that is in Premier League football is... I a little change. bit calmer about life generally now, though. Not going to lie. Yeah, maybe. No banana bread. Oh, wouldn't rule that out. <laughs> Yeah, just bring that back and then, we're, then we are back. I, I, I was not aware of mid-season break in Better Call Soul Joe. I think it's a disgrace. I think that everything should just be put in one. And there needed to be a, a flashing warning at the start of every episode being like, don't um, watch this if unless you're prepared to get hurt and frustrated in, in the middle of the summer because there's nothing until July the 11th. And I can't wait that long, to be quite honest. I finished the first uh, part of the season last night. And I was like, oh, well, that's the one uh, uh, inkling of uh, hope here is that we only have to wait until the next week. But no, we have to wait until the start of July, which is disgraceful. I didn't realise
1: this either, uh, Joseph, but Stranger Things goes live on Friday and it is broken up as well.
0: Yeah, like, it's kind of, it's kind of feeds into the conversation we are having there a second ago about kind of having to, I'm i in the same boat, having to mute Joe. It's like there was probably a year where I knew I would watch Top Boy, but I wasn't watching Top Boy, and you see Top Boy popping up everywhere, and straight away it's like, nah, scroll, 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 or mute. Like, we are all living in these kind of, like, animated content experiences. But um, Stranger Things is an interesting one because it's back on Friday for the first half of the final series with average episode lengths of around, I think, an hour 15. Then they're taking a break for about a month, coming back with the final two episodes, which I think are about an hour 15. Then the final, final episode, it's
1: two and a half hours. Uh, so. I kind of uh, last season of Stranger Things. I was like, I'm not
2: sure I'm coming back to this. Um, yeah, I have never watched it actually. To be to be honest, I need to get on it. But just uh, this is this is a time where we need to remind people that myself, Joe, and Joe did do a better call. So player will play ratings that started the pandemic, complemented by none other than Rhea Seahorn, who tweeted us um, very simple thanks because we uh, spoke nice things about our characters. So uh, we know what we're talking about. Just in case you're wondering, we're experts. Experts. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and finally you want to give something a quick mention Joseph
0: sorry yeah Unusual suspects the podcast over on Go Late have you guys heard this yet
1: yeah it's amazing
0: yeah it's incredible um, I, I, I know it's kind of been heralded but also these things are such a kind of slow drip fees and it's just it kind of it just came back to me the other day I was just thinking about it I, I saw it kind of pop up someone who had just discovered uh, it tweeting about it and I was like it kind of just triggered again in my head thinking back wow I listened to that very quickly but what an incredible series that was
1: yeah it's definitely worth digging out if you haven't heard it um, it tells the story of the Brinks robbery uh, in upstate New York and the millions and millions and millions that uh, disappeared into the ether and where did they go and it has some incredible characters in it so uh, yeah good stuff Joseph thanks a million that's this week's episode of Have You Seen more uh, at the same time next week